Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Scoutcast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. Sorry if you had a bit of a black screen there. We actually went through the whole intro screen, which we don't normally do. Uh, as always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by the lovely Seb. How's it going, Seb? We've missed you. Oh, mate, so much better now. Lovely and missing me. That's, uh, that's all the compliments I'll get for tonight, isn't it? Yes, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. That seems fair. I have my rotor. I have my like my ratio of how many I'm allowed to give out. You've had yeah. your one. Rich is going to have one at some point tonight, but uh, he's not going to know where <laughs> one it is. Day. Yeah, one day. Uh, I'm okay, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I won't talk about how my FPL week's gone until we look at my points. Uh, you can see on the screen we've got two green arrows and one red arrow. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's not going too bad. Obviously, you're still on top of the pile, Seb. I mean, yeah, but it's a. Uh... It's a it's a lonely pile, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely pile. A lovely uh, pile. A lovely pile. Uh, Rich, we're also joined by you, my friend. Obviously, um, top three hundred k now. You've made it. Um, I mean, after the auto subs, I haven't. But no. yeah, thank you to David for not including <laughs> auto subs. Yeah. But yes, I finally did it. Yeah, good man. And obviously, the other thing we should say is there's a game going on right now, isn't there? So Fulham are playing Wolves. Uh, I can't imagine the effect of ownership of their players will be too high. Probably Leno, maybe a Mark um, Southern's eight. I think Wang's about nine percent, something yeah. like that. Maybe Neto still. <laughs> Brunetto's probably still about four percent owned. There's um, more auto subs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see, obviously, how that affects our changes as well. I've got two points to come in, so maybe I'll be up in the top four hundred k again when I get my two archer points in for Bowen. Um, before we move on to uh, talk of what we're going to talk about tonight, I do have uh, a little bit of advertising to do, and because I'm such a professional, I got a little bit of a script to work off here as well. We obviously have the Black Friday deals from Scout. Make sure you uh, you sign up. If you're not a member already, try and sign up if you can, because if you do, you basically get a free gift from Good Team on Paper. So you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. You get a free gift. There you go. That's your, your present sorted for your dad for, for, um, for Christmas. And then if you don't like Scout after seven days, just, just don't sign up. That's absolutely fine. Or if you do like it, you can stay with them. Uh, also, if you um, sign up to Scout, you get to uh, have 25% off from fantasyfootballmerch.co.uk with some of their fantastic clothes and hats and mugs as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure there'll be some of those on Scoutcast in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, thank you so much, what like mugs? I said, if you can. <laughs> what mugs? Yeah, no, there's three of them on screen right now. Uh, right, so we're going to be looking through our points tonight. Uh, some of them we're probably going to uh, dwell on for a little bit less time than others. We're going to be looking at the overs and unders, so who is performing, who's not performing so far. We're going to be looking at defenders as well, because 
not going to lie, I don't want to own any defenders at the moment. Um, Rich has obviously had double Arsenal defence, which did him very, very well this week. But are there any defenders we can actually trust? So we're going to be looking at those and looking at the kind of upside from defenders this year. Then we're going to be looking at our bus teams. We've got a little bit of a surprise in our bus teams. We don't have our comm team this week. I don't know whether that's because they haven't done very well this week. They usually do that. We'll see what happens. Um, and then we're going to have a little bit of a Q&A at the end as well. So let's start with some points. And we've got my points first. Oh, dear. So I had Ariola in goal. I had two free transfers. So I had Ariola in goal with three points. Maguire was six. Mitchell were one. Cash was zero. Cat, what a nightmare Cash has been. Started right wing. Got booked. Got hooked at half time. Uh, not exactly what we wanted from that game. Saka got me eight. Take that. I did Gordon to Eze because I had two free transfers. I needed to use one and I really wanted Eze. I moved on Friday night because Eze was going up and I had exact cash to do the move. So I did the move because I didn't fancy Gordon for the next three weeks before I moved Palmer in. Eze got hooked on 49 minutes with an injury. He's now out for a month. Fantastic. Gordon got a goal and assist, got 13 points. Oh, not one of my finest moments, but there you go. Uh, Bowen got me zero points. I thought Bowen would play. He obviously on Saturday found out that he probably wouldn't be playing. Uh, so Archer comes in for him for two points. Salah got five. Son was my captain with four points. Got three offside goals, but, you know, Villa obviously play with that offside trap very effectively. Harlan was seven. Harlan was my captain all the way up till Friday night as well. And then Watkins with five. Yeah, 42 points I ended up on. Obviously a sizable red arrow. I've had a lot of green arrows for quite a while, so I was expecting a red arrow at some point. And I did say this week was not going to be a very nice week. Slightly annoyed by the transfer, but I couldn't have expected Eze to get injured out for a month and Gordon to get a goal and assist against Chelsea. So, is what it is. Not my finest week, but at least, you know, Maguire came in, Saka came in. Thought those were quite good, obviously. Watkins could have had another one. And Son could have easily had a goal. So, yeah, there you go. 42 points. Still got two free danger, transfers. Danger of two free transfers, isn't it? Where you have to use one. In a way, but like it, it was more the exact cash problem. It was the, I've got this cash and I know that I want to get Eze in. I wanted Eze. Like I, I've been speaking about it for two weeks. And it was whether I got rid of Bowen or Gordon to do it. And obviously, if I'd, have, if I'd have been able to do it on Saturday, I would never have been able to do the Gordon Eze move. So I needed to do the move, and I thought Bowen would probably be okay. And if he wasn't, I had Archer on the bench. So at the time, it seemed okay. What actually happened? I mean, everybody was going, oh, why did you sell Gordon? It's like, I did not expect him to get a goal and assist against Chelsea. And obviously, they got a red card as well. So oh, it happens. And Eze, I thought, was good for three weeks. But he got one point in those three weeks. He's now injured. So... When you when you said your move to me, the one thing I never questioned was who you were selling. It was I mean the only thing I questioned was who you were buying. I yeah. thought you should go in Bumo because it's longer longer term. Mm -hmm. But never once did I think you shouldn't sell Gordon. Yeah, I know, I know. I, and literally, I I did three streams last week and nobody went. Oh, I'm not sure because they have Chelsea at home, Man United at home, and then Spurs away. Is it? I didn't fancy too many goals in that. No, no Everton away. Sorry, and no pens. Yeah, and no pens. Whereas Eze obviously had them. So, yeah, might move to Elise now, see what happens. Uh, Rich, let's move <laughs> on to your points. Uh, talk us through how your week went. Slightly better than mine, and that double defence looks lovely. Yeah, I don't know if I should be annoyed or happy. I mean, I am happy, so I'm, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I've had six greens in a row now, so yeah. I, I, but none of them have been big. They've all been <laughs> like one to two million game week ranks. 
Um, but yeah, I got 55 points. So Ariola in goal, Livramento, well, he got two, Gabriel six, Saliba six, who I bought in for cash. So I'm happy at my transfer. Mm. Uh, Palmer two, Son Vice got two, Salah five, Saka eight, um, very late on, <laughs> Bumo two, Watkins five, and then Harlan captain. He got four, he obviously got 14. I think I'm so I'm happy with my transfer. I'm happy with my captain, but I got and uh, yeah, but I'm just unhappy obviously at my bench there because I had two 50-50s. It was between Pedro and Palmer. Obviously, last week when we did this on Monday, <laughs> I had Pedro in the team, but then we found out Ferguson was on the bench the next night. So when I streamed with Prowse on the Tuesday, I'd switch switch Palmer and Pedro around, and then Maguire Livramento. That felt like a coin flip. The problem was because because of Hall. I yeah. knew that Livramento was very, very, very likely to play. So, and I can't complain. Maguire's done, I mean, three clean sheets in a row. I've got two of them. Yeah. It's a green arrow, unless something crazy happens tonight. Yeah, but I Pedro, he, oh, he was about to drop in price. So, silver lining, he's now rising. So. He, didn't, he didn't even start the game, though, did he? Like, you were expecting him not to start the game. He obviously came up. Did he come on, like, 26th minute or something? Yes. Fatty went off injured after 26 minutes. Yeah. Loads of people tagged me when it happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he scores, he scores a brace. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I'm happy with my decision because he was, he was benched in the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but the outcome's annoying because I had Pedro. Do you remember he came on a few weeks ago? I had him yeah. my first sub 13 points. Pedro obviously then blocked him um, for, for a one pointer. Then I've had like the reverse of that this week. So uh, I, I would have liked a bit of luck there. Yeah, and it's so unlucky. I mean, you called the fact he wasn't going to start, and obviously he didn't start. But we have been saying for ages, haven't we? If you got Pedro, there is every chance he comes on and does damage when he comes on. But you weren't expecting seventy odd minutes from him. But no, and that's that, you know, that's that's one of the things. It's kind of bittersweet because one of the reasons I like Pedro over Archer is yes, it costs more money, but off the bench he can do damage. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, like you say, it's a bit longer than you'd normally expect, but he's done it here. Great header, another pe- good penalty. He's a great penalty taker. You needed Bowen, mate. That's what it was. If you'd have had well, Bowen, but, you'd be getting Pedro off the bench. No, and I've thought about this a lot. I've seen everyone <laughs> with Archer coming off their bench. There's me yeah. sat with Pedro, but I don't have Bowen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Archer, obviously, I mean, yeah, but we won't go into that too much because, you know, those those have got Archer. But there was a lot of people starting to get Wood in as well, uh, which I, I was didn't close. go too well. Yeah, he didn't look good either, I wouldn't say, but Forrest didn't look very good either. But we'll we'll maybe bring up that up in a little bit. Yeah, um, I think the worry with him really quickly is obviously he came off after about 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which isn't a good sign, I wouldn't say. Um, Seb, talk us through yours, because again, you, do, you boys and defenders, I mean, to be fair, all year we've been quite lucky with defenders between us three. You've got that, that you didn't go for Maguire, you went for another United defender and he's done you okay, hasn't he, Seb? Yeah, I mean, when you were saying there are no good defenders earlier, I was I was shocked, mate. Yeah, I, got I bet right you were. Yeah. Diego Dallo with a yeah, with a, I mean, he did all the work, didn't he? He created a tap in. To be honest, couldn't possibly have missed. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got Dallo in defence with some more fortunate points. If we're if we're very honest about that, uh, Johnston in goal would have loved to play right. Would have loved to have a double Arsenal defence like Rich, but obviously my Arsenal, my other Arsenal defender is is the goalkeeper who has to be benched because he was not allowed to play against his parent club. So Johnston in goal, Trippier at the back, who I did play this time and he didn't get me points come back to that in a minute uh gabriel was six which is fine Afa mentioned dallo um pedro Porro, who got five possibly could have squeaked a few more mm. but uh i'll save my my woe for my captain who was son who yeah i mean lots of people had the had the you know three offside goals ruled out which is eh, fair enough but had a couple of chances for assists and at least another chance for a goal that wasn't ruled offside that he just fluffed himself so not too unhappy with the decision right you know you can only you can only 
predict a player getting the opportunity to score. And I think he did, just didn't work out this time. But it's Hyungman Son. Normally he does the opposite, right? Normally he scores two goals from two yeah. shots and doesn't even accumulate half an XG. So can't complain too much with that. Uh, rest of the midfield was all right. Saka, Fernandez, Salah with some small returns. And Mbumo, who I played and didn't get points. So managed to uh, managed to get that one right, sort of, again. Uh, Watkins also with uh, with some points up front for me. Then the bench finally didn't bench any points. I think like all of my lowest scorers were on my bench. So Raya obviously couldn't have played him. Archer, Darwin, Simakas didn't didn't play Archer over Dallow, didn't play Darwin over Dallow, which, which got away with. Because in the previous few weeks, not spoken to you on here in a little while, so I thought I'd just go back and look at this. So game week 12, benched 23 points, 11, 20 points, 10, 16 points, 9, 13 points, and so on and so forth. And those 23 last week, that's obviously uh, Simakas. The week before it was uh, Trippier and someone else with like, you know, nine pointers. Yeah. So pleased to finally get that right, even if the total of 55 is, you know, average. Well, because I was going to say, what I thought was going to happen was I thought this was going to be the week where you had no points on your bench and you'd need it. I thought you'd have someone not play and obviously them come in. Uh, yeah. So like, like finally you have to actually have an auto sub. Like this week is my first auto sub of the season. I've, I haven't had an auto sub oh, really? before this week. Yeah, and it's Archer coming in for two points. Yeah, what, a, what an auto sub. <laughs> exactly, Ooh. yeah. Pedro would have obviously been better. Um, <laughs> something on your team sub. I was going to mention the, uh, the bench points, obviously. So it's quite nice that you got it the right way around this week. Because I know last yeah. week, we were saying, do you play Darwin over Dallow? And obviously yeah. you went with Dallow, so fair play. Bruno as well. He could have easily got you, you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot points. about that. Yeah, he what? Gave the, the penalty to big Rashford, penalty take, isn't it? What yeah. was that? Well, he came out, didn't oh. he, and said, he's come out today and said, I literally gave it to him so he could score. So he could get Yeah, I, goal, I mean, like, fair enough, but think of us FPL managers, Bruno. Come now. This, this is the season of people giving away their yeah. penalties. What's going on? Um, yeah, but I mean, you can't really complain about that, can you? Like, it's not like it's a, a sacker or something. Well, you know, there's a risk. Yeah. He'll probably take all the rest. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you had Dallo and Bruno Fernandes in, in that game. And I mean, watching the first half, if you come out that game with 20 plus points, yeah. I, 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 I think I'd have been slightly yeah. sick. I mean, I do agree. You you were unlucky in the end with, with Bruno. But... I, I mean, like, you know, you get someone scores a pushcast goal and you get the assist for it. And then you're nailed on penalty taker, doesn't take a penalty. It's like, you can't complain and, too much. And actually, I'll take it because obviously Garnacho's goal was incredible. Probably going to win goal of the season. And at least Dallo intended that. Whereas you think Bretonian got the assist for that son, for that oh, son amazy run. Yeah, exactly. All the way through and won the award. And you think, yeah, but really? Yeah. <laughs> so DRB we'll got an assist for nothing. Yeah. yeah what's the fa- what, what was the famous one where Bush gets, lays it off to Messi and Messi just entirely destroys a team yeah that exactly so yeah. we'll, oh, we'll i thought you were going to mention the the west brom defenders not not briskets oh that that, that <laughs> classic yeah uh, same thing same thing uh anyway <laughs> messy west brom <laughs> moving on to the uh the overperformers so far this year so these are players that are performing well over their xgi that we've seen so far um top of the list at the moment is doku so doku is He's uh, 3.83 for his uh, XGI Delta uh, goals and assists so far this season, but he's got two goals and five assists, so he's, he's way overperforming what he's actually putting out. Uh, Huang Hee Chan is next. Alanga, Alanga scored again this week. Um, obviously a disappointing loss for Forrest, but he did score. Neto's on there, but he's injured at the moment. Uh, Lyle Foster, who's still out, I think, at the moment for at least another two to three weeks uh, dealing with mental health issues. Uh, Anthony Gordon's there. Less said about him, the better. Sufal, Bowen, Ferguson and Haaland are all on this list. I mean, Seb, if I go to you first, sure. is there anybody here that kind of stands out to you in terms of 
they are overperforming and we probably need to think about that moving forward. I mean, there's a very nice combination of Doku and Haaland there, but yeah. it doesn't mean Doku's assists are for Haaland, but it's nice to, it's nice to kind of finally, because it's been a while, I think, since we've had one of our overperformers in Haaland or say a Son or, a, you know, like a Kane, Bruno from the past, be on this list and let's go, yeah, but that's just because they're a really good player. Like most of this list, you might wonder. So like, I mean, no, Bowen, fine, you know, good. Uh, Huang, we know, has been a good finisher at times. But generally, you might say these are slightly poorer players who maybe are just, you know, getting a getting a bit fortunate or in a rich vein of form. Whereas Haaland, I think you'd expect him to be on this list pretty much always, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Doku, I think is a, I think some of that comes from his goals. One of his goals was very low XG, if I recall. Um, so, yeah, they would be my takeaways. Otherwise, it's sort of a mix and match of, of cheaper players, which I think will swap, swap around a fair bit as the season goes on. Yeah. Bit of Anthony Gordon comfort for you there as well, right? Yeah, well, I was going to ask Rich about this because Anthony Gordon, obviously, I was, oh, I was talking to Rich before the stream saying I th the, the thing that makes me so annoyed about Gordon is that I obviously had him and I felt ahead of the curve having him. And now I've got rid of him and everybody's like, oh, I'm getting on him now. And I feel like I've lost that kind of edge a little bit. But Rich, he's on the overperformers here. I still think that their fixtures and the fixture run they've got is just horrendous with the Champions League and the Carabao Cup as well. Is is he a player you should be investing in now? When we've got like, for instance, Palmer and Bumo that I, I feel are just way more of a priority than getting Anthony Gordon in at the moment? Or is it just we ride this crest of a wave and make sure we get him? It's going to be a boring answer, but I think... I, I didn't want to mention penalties again today. Yeah. But I, I just think because there's so many options who are, that's why I think he is that little tier below others, even though he's an incredible price. Like Bowen. What, as in... As in not on penalties, but performing well. Yeah, but performing well. I mean, I don't particularly... Obviously, Bowen's got a little knock at the moment anyway um but that's that's probably i mean a reason why i wouldn't want bowen then either as in i yeah. wouldn't move a penalty taker out for a bowen so i think he's a great asset like if you, if someone's got him now they're probably gonna keep him but I, I honestly i can see why you'd why you'd sell and especially when the game's quite quite stale at the moment because i think a lot of people are getting the teams are getting more and more template because of all these injuries yeah. and it's going to be got a lot blank of front coming up, sevens. for example. A lot of front sevens are going to be very similar, aren't they? Yeah, and everyone's worried about rotation over Christmas and all, all this kind of stuff. So, I think he's a fine hold, but I, I honestly, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bringing him in. I think my priorities this week would be like like Bumo, who we talked about way too much over the last few weeks, and he's the most transferred in player at the moment. I still really, really like Palmer. I know there's a lot of knocks on him because he's scored so many penalties, but mm. even excluding the penalties, he, he's been decent. He's got decent numbers. Yeah, no, but I for agree. his price. I, no, and what five point nine? No, not for me. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't be bringing him in. So Seb, I've seen a few people in the community mention about Son, and that yeah. they're a little bit worried about Son. Obviously, he's on penalties, but they're a bit worried about him in terms of moving forward. He's a lot of money for maybe what you're getting at the moment. And I've seen the the suggestion that maybe if you could move Son to Gordon, so you could maybe free up money to get someone else elsewhere, like an Arsenal defender or an Mbumo somewhere else, wherever it is, would you be making that move? Because I, I don't think Son seems that bad I mean, moving forward. Son to Gordon to be able to afford an Arsenal defender feels like the maths don't add up. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to make that much of a downgrade in terms of you know value. Uh, so no, I probably wouldn't be looking to do... I know it's just an example, but I wouldn't necessarily be looking to do something like that. I think really 
it's to get a Haaland, right? At least in my team, mm-hmm. he it's him or Salah probably, unless I really want to spend some points on transfers. Um, I don't think like he's not, you may normally hope he appears on this list because that's kind of his thing, right? But he's been fine. He's been good at times. Let's remember last season, he was he was pretty awful. Yeah. And I think there aren't, like, who are the other expensive assets in, in the game? Salah, Haaland, what Bruno Fernandes, Rashford. Sorry, say again, Rich. What about Trent? As in, would you sell Son to someone, a mill mid-price midfielder, to go for Trent? Because he's got an incredible run of fixtures. Especially absolutely, the next three. absolutely could. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a better option than again. I know it's just an example, but like the you know the, the to get um, to get an Arsenal defender. But again, he's he's not that much more expensive than other defenders to the point where you'd have to completely destroy Son. You probably can't have Son, Haaland, and Salah. So yeah, maybe Son is the one people sacrifice there. But I think when we come to look at teams and transfers later, I'd be looking to lose salah sooner than son at least in my situation i think um yeah Hmm. interesting yeah it's i i still think he's he's going to be a great asset moving forward and i know people are saying you know like i said why did you sell gordon he was going to be going for palmer in game week 16 anyway and i just fancy that move to go to eze because he had three nice fixtures but that didn't turn out very well one thing on son if i may is again probably cover this later but in the blank in 18 he's got everton at home Whereas Haaland obviously doesn't play and Salah plays Arsenal. Is it, yeah, Liverpool play Arsenal, don't they? Yes, they Let do, me double check yeah. that. Yeah. Cool, they do. So basically, of the traditionally strong assets, having Son available as a captaincy option that week feels very, very nice and probably worth keeping him for. Yeah, this is I why like I don't want to go on too big a tangent, but I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I think you need to decide soon if you're going to free hit in 18. Because I think the two big cash cows a lot of people have are Son and Watkins. But yeah. you've probably got a lot of value built up in them as well. Um, and like Seb says, you'll want them back for 18. I'll put Watkins in there with Son as well. So I think you possibly could look at selling either or both of them if you're going to free hit in 18. If you're not, I think... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think it's much harder to argue selling them, if that makes sense. So I think that's worth bearing in mind as well, because I've seen a few people talking about free hit 18 a bit more recently, and it has got me thinking. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen a few people mentioning free hit 18. Uh, and obviously, it's something that I didn't really think about. I was just thinking I'll just navigate through it and it'll be OK. But it'd be interesting to see what people do with free hit 18, because obviously with Liverpool playing Arsenal, you'd assume people would go Liverpool and Arsenal less and try and work around it in the nicer fixtures i'm guessing yeah and i think that's why if you want arsenal defenders you need to go for them now because i mean they're favorites for clean sheets for the next two but then you may be looking at selling them yeah (laughs) ahead of that game week 18 because like you say they play liverpool yeah and also obviously remember for people that maybe don't know this if you free hit you lose a transfer as well so whereas the rest of us will be building towards after 18 if you free hit in 18 you then lose a transfer moving forward. So obviously you, you need to make sure you're building around it, if that makes sense. Just um, to clarify, like 
when you say when lose say the transfer, lose, what you like, mean is the transfer you would have had that week is spent on the free hit. Exactly. So you can't you can't like roll into it or out of it or anything like that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So they don't take one from you. <laughs> um, so let's have a look at the uh, under tables. I, I put this up uh, about a minute ago now. So we've got it's the Enzo Fernandez table. He's been top of this for the whole season, I think. Now, uh, then it's Rashford to, to the point where I'm wondering if this is captured. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because like <laughs> I know I know the penalties obviously massively contribute to that. But they're only like what at best about half. He had one penalty, like, didn't he? Yeah. Is, yeah. is he, he just like is he just slowly accumulating, or is someone just fluffing their lines every week? Well, I'm assuming he yeah, because is he he's he's not scored all season. He's just got one assist. Yeah. So he's just slowly accumulating. But I think he started with that big foundation of missing a pen, and he's just slowly adding. I think. I mean, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. But one of the reasons probably is someone a few da- his teammate that's on this table as well, Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you've created a lot, of, let's say you created a lot of like 0.2 XA chances for Jackson and he's missed eight of them, for example. Yeah, true. That's going to pump up your numbers, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Stat fillers, aren't they? Uh, yep. we, got, uh, we got Rashford next. Obviously, Rashford scored a pen. Bruno gave it to him to kind of up his confidence a bit. Uh, fixtures, I would say, take a little bit of a turn now, but they do have Bournemouth in game week 16. It's going to be tough for Rashford to get into our midfields, isn't it, Seb? Yeah, I mean, I've I've got Fernandez, who I guess is an interesting foil for Rashford. Obviously not on this table anymore, which is nice because he gave away a penalty. Um, but in terms of having a Man United midfielder, they're obviously an either or a lot for a lot of people, and that's possibly one of my transfers out this week. I think Man United season has passed us by a little bit now. Uh, you know, your Dallas, your Fernandezes, your Rash- Rashford here. The fixtures are a bit tougher. Yeah, they are. Why do you laugh there, Rich? Just the this passed us by. It sounded like I don't know, like a speech at a funeral or something <laughs> i thought it was more like that uh, what is it I-, I wish they told you it was the good times when you were in the good times <laughs> <laughs> to be fair that's that's very apt for manchester yeah. united isn't it? It, it, it oh yes it is um oh. Uh, yeah, oh. uh, next on the list though, should have supported a better club mate next oh they were fine in the 90s uh next on the list though rich is uh mbumo mbumo is underperforming at the moment uh, so he is uh, 3.18 on the XGI Delta. He's got six goals, three assists. Obviously, he's on penalties as well. He's got Luton at home this week. And I just want to talk about Justin Bumo for a couple of minutes. How essential is it to get him in this week, knowing he's got a blank in 18, but then a potential double? I, I, I'm i in my head like, I've got to have him. I cannot not have Mbumo this week. If you are without Mbumo... How hard should you be trying to get him? Is he worth a hit to get him in this week, for instance? So I don't think he's worth a hit, but I think the the key thing here is I think a lot of people have been planning. I mean, it feels like people have been talking about him for weeks. You know, how do we get him back in? So you'd assume most people would have have a plan. I, I wouldn't do a hit because I don't think he's a captain option this week. Although he's probably not probably not that far off, to be yeah, honest. I was gonna say. Um I don't want to go overboard because it's not you know, no player is guaranteed to to score. Um, but, I mean, I'd say pretty essential. I'd question... I mean, I see, like, like we talked about Gordon. I've seen there's a lot of transfers for Gordon. And if someone's not got Mbumo, I don't get that. I think my priority, if I'm doing a midfielder transfer this week, it's 100% Mbumo. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I can't, I can't see many people just going for Salah this week. But I think the only midfielder I'd want more this week is, is Salah, for example. Yeah. I mean, it's another scenario then, Seb. What if you had Bowen 
What if Bowen was past fit? He's got a nice fixture this week in... I'm trying to think who it is now. I know it's nice, but I can't remember who it is now. Uh, he's got Crystal Palace at home, Bowen. If Bowen was past fit, he's going to play. Do you move Bowen to Mbumo this week? Mitchell's going to have it in his pocket. Exactly. Pretend it. Pretend Mitchell doesn't exist. Would you <laughs> Would you do Bowen to Mbumo? For free, and assuming you have no nothing else to do with your transfer, I'd definitely be tempted. I agree with Rich where I wouldn't do it for a hit. Maybe even if you were going to captain him, because then you're also saying he's going to score more than Salah and Haaland, and you definitely have one of those two, and I think those two are better captain options. So you probably shouldn't captain him, therefore shouldn't take a hit to captain him. If, for example, you have an Eze, I think that's a pretty easy move, right? And that might have been your move anyway, actually. Uh, Gordon, maybe similar. People might be more tempted to keep Gordon now, but I think just another example of it's really important to you know take your points and then look at fixtures and move on regardless. Um, so yeah, I'd be tempted in your scenario but that's probably pushing it, right? Hits uh, or other pressing matters elsewhere. And I wouldn't be doing, say, a Bowen to Mbumo. With, of course, the caveat that we want to know that Bowen's fit and fine, right, in that conversation. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and we obviously we don't know that yet. The indication is that he could be because of this fluid on the knee and all this kind of stuff, but obviously we don't know. Uh, we should know because they're playing on Thursday. So hopefully we get a bit more of an indication there because obviously if he's fit to play there, then he'll be fine for the weekend. Um, Rich, we've mentioned Mbumo there. We've also mentioned a few players tonight as well. This template that's occurring, like we're all saying that we're probably going to own six to seven of the same attackers, aren't we? We're going to be owning maybe Saka, because some people are still off on Saka, but Salah, Son, Mbumo, Palmer, Watkins and Haaland. Is it a bad thing to know in your head these are just the best players to own moving forward for me? And I'm happy that it's with the template. Or should you be looking elsewhere because everybody's going to be owning them so it's hard to get points compared to everybody else? I mean, I've got I've got those players and I think p- part of it we have to take into account is price as well. Mm. I mean, we don't think that Palmer's in the top five midfielders. Maybe someone would argue that he is, especially with the fixtures they got coming up, but I, I don't think he is. Um, so that's got that you've got to take that into account as well. Um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, go for the best possible players you can. I don't understand why you wouldn't have a penalty taker. I think the only exceptions to that would be Watkins and probably Darwin as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd make an exception for those because for some reason, a lot of the strikers now who are on penalties are for lesser teams. I mean, like Solanke, for example, they do have great fixtures. Um, and Solanke this week got, got so unlucky. Yeah, they don't get penalties um, either. But yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't be doing cra- crazy things um, yeah. to, to go against it. And I don't know if there's that many options to do that. I mean, one player I've got my eye on, because obviously with that midfield that I've got, I would love to get Sterling in, for example. Mm-hmm. I just can't justify it over Palmer at the moment. We've obviously got Nkunku coming back. Is that going to cause a little bit of you know rotation over Christmas with S- Sterling? I, I, I don't know. I'd hope not. And then again, Sterling hasn't got the penalties. If Sterling had them and Palmer didn't, it's a different conversation. I think everyone then has Sterling, for example. Yeah. I mean, Seb, Rich has just alluded to it a little bit there. But if you were to say now, and this is obviously trying to think a couple of weeks ahead, if you had to say now, who is going to be the player that breaks that template a bit? So that breaks that seven. So Rich has mentioned Sterling. He thinks he's somebody that, you know, he would maybe like to take a punt on if he could, but it's very unlikely because of how strong the other seven are. Who would be your player that you think could get in? I mean, rather than a midfielder as a direct replacement, it's probably someone elsewhere in the team. So, for example, a Rhys James or an Nkunku, who in FPL is a forward, 
I think maybe you could see a formation shift or, or funds moving in our teams rather than necessarily a direct midfield replacement. Mm-hmm. Again, right, I'm looking at Chelsea just like Rich has. But I think uh, I do. We, we do have a fixture slide as well. I think I put it at the bottom of OBS by yes. mistake. But if you wanted to scroll, just looking at this, Chelsea are pretty hot on the fixtures over the next little go. while. So I think that explains why we both basically immediately looked at Chelsea. Yeah. No, definitely. The, the, the only thing there is obviously. Well, first of all, James is suspended, but he's he's so cheap. I mean, he's cheaper than Saliba. Yeah, which but he doesn't mind boggling. He doesn't play. He either gets injured or suspended. Like, what what are we doing with James? Because like last week, everyone was like, right, here we go, here we go. James is coming back, and I think well, I Newcastle said, away. I said with Seb, yeah, I said to Seb, I was like, he's he's the kind of player you have to get on early because if you don't get him on early. You don't get the points. You get, you know, he's the kind of player that people are like, oh, well, he's getting points. I'll get on him now. And then he gets injured. I always feel like he's a player you have to get on early. But there were players that got on him early. Raptors in the chat. He obviously got on him early. And he got minus three this week. So it's, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm looking, like you you just said, Palmer, Sterling. But I'm not sure how I'm going to fit Sterling in if I ever can. Palmer's obviously there. Who else do you go for with Chelsea? I do feel for people that went James early because yeah. I mean I almost went for Dunk last week. If he wasn't injured, yeah, I, I would yeah. have had I would have had Dunk this week. Um, wait, who do we go for early? Yeah, who, so who would you go for with with Chelsea? So if you if you already own Palmer and you wanted to double up on Chelsea in sixteen, who would you be going for? I mean, I do want to find a way to get Sterling in. I do like I I think I think that's going to happen. Lose I'm not that soul. fussed about Nkunku. Obviously, he's not played for Chelsea. In a competitive game that I know of, yeah. Um, so he, I'm not played, he played. There. He played only friendlies, and is I believe back in team training now. Last I saw was doing like limited sessions. You, you know, none of us are sports scientists. You can translate that to whatever you want. He should be on the bench. I think is the hope sometime soon, potentially at the weekend. Right. But in terms of being a reliable pick, you know, getting sixty to ninety minutes from the start, I don't think we know yet. Hope hoping for sixteen or seventeen, right? Because it lines up nicely with the fixtures. Also, we've said. I mean, Andy, you said like defenders are bad, and they are bad at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So if if defenders are bad, why not go for James, who's got that massive ceiling, and he and he does. I, I'm, um, I'm I'm definitely going to get Reese James. Like yeah. a red card's not an injury. Fine, get that done. And then, well, that's, uh, that's and then so if anything, it's in time to get rest, the injury, isn't it? Say again, sorry. It's just enforced rest, so he's going to be fresh for, <laughs> yeah, exactly. for Christmas. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's even I mean, better. Well, it is. He gets a day <laughs> off, basically. Well done, Reese. You enforced your rest again. So you're going to be getting. So when would you be getting him in then, Seb? When would you, would you be getting him in in sixteen? Yeah, sixteen. And is that instead of an Arsenal? No, you've already got an Arsenal defender. I've got, I've got Raya, Saka, and Gabriel. Do you know what? One of the reasons I was happy having du- double Arsenal defence, because I have awful transfer value. <laughs> so like, they're my premiums at the moment. Is Like Seb says, in 16, as you can see here, Arsenal got Villa away, Brighton at home, Liverpool away. It's, it's not great, is it? So I can probably lose Gabriel and then get him up to James and have like James and Saliba. Just keep Saliba because it's the best defence in the league at the moment. Yeah. No, I get that. And obviously looking at the fixture ticker as well, the, th- the thing that I'm going to find interesting is obviously how people move to those Man City or move how people move away from Man City in Brentford in 18, but move back to them for 20 as well. That's a th- big thing that a lot of people are going to be thinking about because there's all these fixed swings. People are talking about Chelsea, but as soon as we get to 18, obviously we've got the big blank game week and Liverpool play Arsenal. But then in 20, we could have that double game week. And th- that's not officially confirmed yet, though, is it, that double game week? No, apparently it needs to be by next deadline. So it's, no, it it's not It's not yeah. officially confirmed. But if we assume it is, I was thinking this earlier because I'm struggling to use both of my transfers. So 
as I get to like 18, because I, I need to get some money out of my team. And yeah. one of the reasons I said I don't want to sell Watkins or Son is because I've got money tied up and then they've got incredible fixture in 18. Yeah. But if you look at Villa's fixtures, um, why are my eyes not working here? Right at the bottom. There's, oh, they are literally. God, yeah. 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 That probably proves, proves the point. Right at the bottom. Um, but yeah, you look at like 15, they've got City. Then 16, they've got Arsenal. And then it's Brentford away. So, I mean, potentially you could look at selling Haaland, who there's no value. Like Haaland's still at 14 million like he was at the start mm. of the season. Um, you could just do Haaland. Like if you sold Watkins for 16, 15, 16, 17, you could then just do Haaland to Watkins. And then you could literally just do Watkins back back to Haaland or, or similar. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting the, the, the couple of weeks before we get to 18, because people are going to be realising, like you just said there, that, Ars- that Aston Villa's fixtures aren't very nice up until 18. And then you're going to be looking at 18 thing and that is the best fixture pretty much. And it's how we get to... A, you know, but there's Villa also assets. the argument you could, if you hold like two or three Villa until 18, you're probably going to tank a little bit in like 15, yeah. 16, 17. I mean, yeah. So people you have to cash. treat every game week equally. I think one yeah. one thing to point out with like Aston Villa, though, I think, yeah, if you've got three of them, then maybe you want to move off, especially if it's like DRB, Watkins, Cash. But say you were holding Cash, subbed early, I think, wasn't he? So maybe more usefully, time. Yeah. you'd want like a Luca Dean. Obviously, you can't change that now. But when we look at something like this, the, the fixture Which ticket, obviously... Luca Dean. <laughs> but like Villa are obviously at the bottom because on average their fixtures are the worst here. But if you say, for example, combined that with an Arsenal defender, so maybe you said had Cash and Gabriel, whatever it was, and you went, okay, so I'm fine with Cash against Bournemouth and then Sheffield United, but I need I need to have another player playing in those weeks where they've got bad fixtures. You maybe bench Cash, you can play Gabriel. And then likewise, it's like, well, I've got Gabriel, but I'm not playing against Liverpool. Oh, cool, Cash has Sheffield United. Not perfect rotation, but sometimes when we're looking at this, just because someone's near the bottom, it doesn't mean you have to bin their players off. You just need to make sure you have something that can cover for their poorer fixtures, which more often than not, of course, is just transferring them out. But with cheap defenders basically being all over our teams and us having quite a bit of money, I think rotations are viable as well. Uh, and then a second point I just wanted to make on this as well is the reason it goes up to 20, which is an odd number of game weeks, is that this is the last one before a pretty big gap at the beginning of January uh, with, you know, sort of like rest weeks and cups and stuff um, before the Premier League resumes again about is it two and a half weeks give or take, depending on when people play uh, after that game week. So a lot can change then. Obviously, it's the transfer window. And also, people like Salah will be off to compete for their national teams. So I think yes. up to 20 is quite a useful place to be looking at our teams. And as well, if you've still got a wild card, you've got to use it by 19, I think it Does, is. Um, doesn't Bumo get both fixtures in 20? He doesn't have to go before the second fixture. There there was some talk, and I think it was an article on Scout. I think Neil, Neil wrote it. There's a it's not beyond the possibility that Mbumo could miss the second game yeah. in the double. I think it's more likely he's going to be fine for both, but mm. it depends when the players join 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 the AFCON. So when they join the squads. And obviously it depends when that fixture is, yeah. you know, and yeah. if it happens. So yeah, there is there there is that, that possibility as well. Unless it's changed, because I read that article like two weeks ago now. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um I, I was just thinking then, by the way, when we were mentioning cash, how cash is like perfectly reflected Chilwell at the beginning of the season that obviously started right back then turned into right wing obviously he was left back and then left wing everybody was like brilliant he's out of position and then went oh no wait hang on because wingers get rotated more and then all of a sudden they're both going off before 60 and it's kind of happened exactly the same hasn't it but um speaking of defenders who have been really good this year who on earth do we buy this season because clean sheets 
are just non-existent this season, unless you're Arsenal, who obviously seem to be quite good. And Rich obviously noticed that and got it onto his uh, double Arsenal defence, which was a masterstroke from him, so fair play. Um, double Arsenal defence for weeks? What is all this praise in Rich? Yeah, do you know what I was sat there thinking? He's more available to play. Just move to the next slide, Andy. Seb, you literally <laughs> messaged us Saturday morning and went, why can't I play Raya? Like, come on, calm down. Did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no he didn't. I was going to say, we mentioned it a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, no, auto something. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I should, should have done that, actually. The classic example of, you know, the bit of a bench, bench uh, tomfoolery. <laughs> but tomfoolery. we brought up, we brought up. On <laughs> yeah, the you screen. know what I wanted to say. And I was like, wait, the screen. Yeah. <laughs> we brought up on the screen here uh, the XGI for defenders so far this season. So is this, uh, this is XGI per 90, isn't it? I think, Seb. Oh, we've lost you. Muted, muted myself, yeah. mate. Um, I have excluded a few players as well. Obviously, if you were to go onto the Scout website, go into the members area and order by this, you will see some other players. But I've removed players who either have like bad amounts of minutes, uh, aren't available, not enough appearances, or I thought weren't relevant, probably for one of the above reasons. I have left Joel and Estupinan in there. Yes, they are unavailable, but they are genuinely the top two. So I think it's quite a nice example of what we've lost in those yeah. two players being unavailable and a nice comparison for maybe what we're trying to replace in our teams, if not literally, in terms of the value defenders can provide. Yeah, exactly. And it's been so tough this year for clean sheets, so I thought it'd be good to bring up those defenders that have had that upside in terms of attacking potential. I, Seb's just mentioned there Chilwell and Estupinan. Um, obviously, they're top. Uh, we've got Cash, who's next, who's been extremely disappointing recently. Reese James is in fourth, uh, which is obviously, obviously he hasn't played as much as everybody else, but he's always going to be high in terms of per 90. Trippier, Porro, Trent, Luca Dean. Luca Dean is surprisingly high on this list as well. And then Simakas and Jinchenko. Rich, looking here, and obviously price has got to come into this a little bit as well, because we're all kind of going for those cheaper defenders. Is there anybody here that you think, actually, with the fixtures coming up and how regularly they play, they wouldn't be a bad investment, considering that clean sheets seem to be non-existent, but you want that kind of upside from attacking potential? You look at a lot of these players and they've all got some kind of minutes. Well, not all of them, sorry. There's some exceptions like Poro doesn't seem to have the minutes risk. Trent doesn't seem to have the minutes risk. And Dean at the moment doesn't mm -hmm. seem to have. And obviously the others have different variations of, you know, like Zinchenko had a half-time sub at some point, didn't he? Yeah. And obviously he's probably been helped with the Ben White injury, potentially. I know we were talking about on WhatsApp yesterday, obviously with yeah. Tommy Asu covering on the right. It means he couldn't play on the left. So... The only one that here that really entices me, because I, I don't want a Spurs defender as attacking as Poro has been, is is Trent. Yeah. But to get to someone like Trent, you need to sacrifice someone like Son, and then it's probably not worth it. So, but this is why the defenders we don't really like any of the defenders because all the attacking defenders they don't have you know they don't tick every single box. Yeah, and they're not someone they're like so Trent. expensive. Sorry, sorry, I was going to say someone like Trent yeah. as well. Like you obviously can't change this now. But if you wanted Trent, the time was probably a couple of weeks ago. Sure, still a decent option. Not saying you shouldn't get him, but they've had good fixtures for a while. I know his points haven't been huge, but you know we can't change that. We can only change points potential. So if you haven't already, you've probably set your team up differently and decided against him. So pivoting now might be damaging something that actually you thought a couple of weeks ago was going to yield more points for you. For example, a son. Maybe mine's a very unique scenario, but we're looking at a week where obviously son is playing against Man City. So and I know Son scored against. Man City. He's going to score a hat trick, isn't he? Like multiple times. Hat trick yeah. of offside goals last week. <laughs> yeah. It's Man City. Narratives galore. Yeah. Three shots, three goals, 
3-2 win. Yes, please. Ange is a genius. But if if we just go purely on stats that Man City are, <laughs> well, they're now that, the second best defence in the league. Um, you could do well, Son, set him before mate. the hardest game on paper, downgrade him to, I don't know, Morgan Gibbs, White, whoever, whoever. Yeah. Um, and then you could bring in Trent. Because, I mean, it depends how much you trust Simakas and his minutes. Because you're going into this week where I feel like Trent's going to play all three games in a week. You'd, you'd imagine right. their famous last words. So I think this is the run where he could potentially be, be worth it. I mean, it's quite damning when you look at XGI. You know, Simakas is not that far behind Trent. Does, I does get it, he's not the same. It's, it's, the loss, it's the loss of set pieces, man. Simakas, unless I'm mistaken, was he taking them from both sides at the weekend? Simakas? Yeah. I'm not sure. I know Robertson was taking them from both yeah, sides. So I think Simakas was definitely taking the left, me. so an outswinger. And I think he was taking inswingers too, which obviously, you know, Trent is still very capable of creating and also scoring. He scored a goal. But that change of position, I think, has hurt his, his at least his assist potential from it's, open no, play a little bit. Has. I mean, what did and he then losing set pieces like is massive. Four. So, sorry, like point four XGI, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some when it was it was it last year, year before it was always like him and Cancelo pushing zero point four odd. Yeah, um, you know he's been higher good. in the past. We see Chilwell very high here, but that is with a fewer number of matches. Of course, you would have expected him to trend down. Uh, on yeah. that topic, one thing to call out here as well is that Zinchenko looks good actually, a lot better than he did last year. He's created well in the last couple of weeks. Been really, really good. But when you look at this and you go, oh, Seb's picked ten players, Zinchenko's bottom. He's tenth best. 0.19, I must have Zinchenko. 0.19 is obviously about half of what the top players like Cash and James are doing here. Also, if I included the next 10 players or the next 20 or the next 30, they were all on like 0.14, 0.15 or so. So while Zinchenko is good, it's not like getting Zinchenko over, say, a Gabriel, purely in these numbers here, would be the same sort of upgrade as, say, getting a, a Cash over a, a Dean, just for an example, in terms of what the XGI is telling us. Mm. I was wondering, Rich, when you were mentioning Trent there, saying that you know Trent is the one that would would most tempt you here. Does that make a difference with Allison being out now as well? Because it sounds like Allison will be out for a couple of weeks. Obviously, there's a bit of a clamour for do we get Kelleher, but would that make a difference with the fact that Allison has easily kept him in games at times in terms of the you know the saves he makes? Obviously, didn't this weekend, but um, would that make a difference to you or not? Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's he's incredible. Um, I think it almost goes without saying, but. Probably not. If I was going to do it, I'd just do it. I think there's going to be very few people who, who can. Mm. But I do envy. Just this next week, I just envy people who, who've got Trent. And I think there is that route to go there. Because like I said, so many of these players, they've got you know flags against them. Like, you know, Cash, obviously, he's just been subbed at half time. Yeah. Um, we've got James. He's obviously been sus- suspended. He's always in- injury prone. I mean, obviously, Trippy has been, been great. But the alternative defenders in, in for Newcastle are so much cheaper, and the fixtures aren't great yet, anyway. Yeah. And also, if you went for Trent, you could then probably move, streamline it to Trippier quite quickly, freeing up 0.9 million in the process. So I think there's definitely a route you could go down. Yeah. No, it's it, it's really interesting talking about defenders because obviously, they, I'm looking at this list and just thinking there's there's none of these I massively want to own. I think Reese James is the only one that's really tempting me moving forward. So it's it's really tough i uh, think the way to go at the moment is just get an arsenal defender in get two two if you can that will sort you out for the next two weeks because they're favorites for clean sheets for the next two and then you can just rotate a load of rubbish around the sides while we yeah. wait for chelsea defenders yeah, yeah which may be easier said than done because i mean there's the chelsea backline doesn't look as settled as we probably first thought mm. or we thought a few weeks ago because cole will go sanchez start 
I mean, I know that's not a defender, so you can't make a direct transfer. Who is that? Sorry, part of that defense. Go Sanchez, goalkeeper. Like, I, like I said, I know it's not a defender, so yeah, you know, it's not a direct transfer. But if you're thinking I must have a part of that defense, I guess Sanchez is is viable. And over this period, obviously, my goalkeepers Johnston and Briar had a bit of a plan with them, so I've maybe been a bit out of the loop of you know how your your Turner managers and stuff are doing and your Ariola managers. But maybe people could be looking for a goalkeeper over this period. Mm. The only oh, the only thing Flecker with that quite popular because of the double mm, that's, assuming. A, that's a decent shot that's that's yeah that's one of the things like yeah, you got the double that you'll probably be thinking out and then like you said if allison's out i mean that would probably be the route i'm gonna go down mm. um, get... t- sorry i was just gonna say tom hunts in the chat uh who put in a five pound super chat thank you very much tom says evening would we grateful if you would briefly discuss your views on strategy for blank game week 18 double game week He's put 19, but I'm assuming he means 20, for those who still have a wild card to use. So before we look at our teams, I'll just go back to our normal screen. Um, if I go to you first, Seb, if you still had your yeah. wild card, how would you be navigating blank game week 18 and double game week 20 if that is confirmed to happen, which we're pretty sure it will? So, I mean, first question for you on on that question. This is something we should probably devote more time to. So like on a, on a future pod in the coming weeks. Yeah um so you know if you don't get your full five pounds worth here apologies but we will come back to it so please do join us for that if i had a wild card i think so i know my friend ben krellin was talking about the free hit 18 a little while ago i know he's slightly more off it now um because the trade-off is then obviously you can't use it later in the season his reasoning being that he thought the doubles might be a lot more sparse delay this season than, than in previous years but i mean go go look at his stuff to see some details on that and his thoughts so let's say as as tom is here looking at the wild card i would be tempted because obviously if you wild carded now to set up for 18 you're then in the same position of all of us in terms of then having to fix your team afterwards i would like dead end into it and then wild card out of it so that would mean and i guess this is the potentially scary bit losing some city players early or at least, you know, maybe you're getting rid of Haaland in 18. That would then be fine. Um, and then wildcarding those players back in and potentially put yourself in an even better position than a lot of us. So, you know, if some of us aren't carrying three city because of that 18 and you think three city is a good idea, you then can, of course, do that afterwards in 18. So, yeah, off the top of my head, I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Rich? I mean, we talked about it weeks ago, didn't we? How you remember we deleted um, game week eighteen out 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 of it, and then yeah. we saw that you know Brentford and Man City have incredible fixtures in and out. So mm-hmm. yeah, in, in my wild card in nineteen, I'll just be bringing in as many Man City and Brentford players as as possible. I mean, I'd I'd assume. I mean, those of us trying to manage with transfers through it are probably going to have to go for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, because they're just a lot easier to bench. Um, I mean, maybe you could go quite attacking with like double it's hard to throw out names at the moment isn't it but probably in Bumo probably Pinnock go with like Doku or something like that as well yeah I mean I'll definitely have Alvarez Alvarez Haaland and the the thing is there is quite a big gap because I did think about waiting for wildcard 19 but there is still you know you've still got a a transfer in between the wildcard and 20 so for example if you weren't sure which city defender you wanted you could just have two Man City players on your wild card and then have a spot where you're then going to bring that bring that player in. Yeah. I know you said City defender, but I heard City goalkeeper. I hope that's okay. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. you might hear City yeah. goalkeeper. I mean, hopefully by then we actually know this sounds like awful. I was going to say we might well, have all Hopefully by then Edison's not a thing. I don't want Edison to get injured. But... I mean, 
re- stuff like re- that could crop up, couldn't it, between now and wildcard? Sound, sound less sinister. I don't want him to get injured, but, you know, if he happens to be walking past <laughs> me on the streets. Also, the other thing, I suppose, is that, you know, AFCON will start. People are going to be getting rid of those players and have to get rid of specific players that they've kept hold of as well. And all of a sudden, if you've got your wild card, you can get rid of those players. You know you're getting in. You can get easily get in, like Rich just said, Triple City and Triple Brentford, knowing that City have a gorgeous run all the way up to 24, 26, and Brentford have a really nice run for the three weeks. Three weeks around game at 20, they've got Wolves at home, Crystal Palace away, Nottingham Forest at home. Fixtures aren't too nice then after that, but you can get those can be your priorities to get rid of. So I, I would say getting that Mbumo, a defender, and then three City makes an awful lot of sense after the the blank game week yeah no it does i mean i'll just say it's not like a magic thing though is it because no my worry would be not having the right ones because so much can change in a game week i mean let's say alvarez has gone out of fashion by then um because i think a lot of people assume they're gonna have harland alvarez and if you're seb edison or if you're someone else maybe walker um but or, or some people might go triple attack but maybe by then people won't want to go alvarez they might have kept a few clean sheets. People might go two defenders and, and Haaland. And then Haaland gets injured um, in, in that game week 19, for example. Yeah. You're then going to have to move Alvarez in for Haaland and then move money around. So I think my point is stuff can still go wrong. It's not like some oh, magic yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Um, um, I was just thinking in my head there whether you could be somebody that went Edison and Fleck and you could bench boost in 20 when no one else could. Because having your two playing keepers. But yeah. I mean, that's po- that's possible. Yeah. I guess the only bold thing is they're playing against each other. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, which you wouldn't obviously normally have, maybe. But no. Yeah. So you're hedging. You'll be hedging your bets. Put it that well, way. We won't talk about this anymore because, like Seb said, I think either next week or the week after, we ought to do a bit of a thing about what you would, how you would play it, if that makes sense. So, and actually, I think maybe that's one of those things where maybe we talk about these are the scenarios moving forward. So this is what you would do if you still have wild card, if you still have this, if you don't have this, what, you know, maybe we can have a bit of a chat about that in the coming weeks because then and it will the, give you a couple of weeks to plan. And the biggest advantage really is that you don't need to plan <laughs> as in those of us without the wild card don't have to plan as much. I, I, th- I think you can be a bit more just short term thinking. Maybe we relax do it, a little bit over Christmas. I reckon we might do it next week because we got a, it, the, the deadlines are so quick now. Yeah. Because from next week onwards, obviously, it starts going quite quickly. If we do something next week, because obviously people are going to want to know what transfers they make, because they're going to have to make two transfers within a week, for instance. They might need to know how to kind of set up for it. So maybe maybe we do it next week, potentially. Um, good. It's good. There we go. Look, we're organising our I mean, lives. That, that would be street. one of the this things then, to <laughs> don't drink too much and remember the deadlines. That would probably be step step one if you've got your wild card. Could write that on a t-shirt, couldn't you, mate? Um, right, <laughs> let's have a look at our teams. Uh, so, Seb, I'm going to start with your team first. Talk us through your best team and uh, uh, talk us through any transfers you're thinking about doing. Well, I did not expect you to start with me, so allow me just to bring it up for myself while the stream catches up. So I have two free transfers and something in the bank. I have nothing in the bank. Two free transfers and zeros in the bank. Uh, my team, as it's lined up at the moment, is Raya in goal, Trippier at the back with Gabriel and Simicas, Salah captain alongside Son, Saka, Bruno Fernandes and Mbumo vice-captain. I do think if those two players are your choice, I do think that way around is right with Salah captain and Bumo vice. And then Darwin and Watkins up front, which could be quite a tasty strike partnership this week, given who they're playing. Uh, a bench of Johnston, Archer, Dallo and Pedro Porro. Dare I say that for the first time in a little while, the bench picks itself. I don't think anyone would change anything there and i have two free transfers so 
I'd kind of love to just roll again because I want to keep those two free transfers, which I guess I can, you know, I obviously make a cheap move and I keep the transfers or I could even burn a transfer. Realistically, probably Dallow out to someone. Maybe I start prepping by getting a Brentford defender, something entirely uninteresting like that. Yeah, I like that move. I was literally going to say, do you start prepping a little bit and maybe get in a defender that you know you can bench? Who would be your Brentford defender if you were to get him in oh, this week? Oh, top of my head, let's say Pinnock, something like that. Um, I, obviously, I'd still, you know, for anyone listening and who didn't quite catch the team, I still don't have Haaland, of course. The plan is 16. That would work now, right? I could do like Salah to Palmer and Darwin to Haaland or something, but I think trading those fixtures would be quite silly. So I do think I'll still wait till 16, at which point it will be Salah to Palmer and Watkins to Haaland, I think. Uh, I have a few little options uh, in terms of how I do that. This kind of segues in nice, quite nicely because uh, Kadger in the chat, who's uh, put in a super chat for 20 knock, but I'm not sure what that is, so I do apologise, uh, says... We're hey, rich. Say, <laughs> says, hey, who's the best defensive pick when it's just 4.5 million in the bank? So, for instance, if you were moving someone like Dallow out, Seb, and you only had 4.5 million to spend, who would you be going to? Would you be prioritising Brentford now or would you be going for like, a, I don't know, a Toffolo from Forest or eight Norrie's gone off injured tonight, by the way. Uh, but who would you be looking at? So, I mean, that's one of those classic, it depends what else is in your team. Um, a few good options are just over 4.5. So, you know, your cheaper Arsenal players. Pinnock is 4.6, frustratingly. I think if the rest of your team is fine, a bit of forward planning does indeed make sense there, especially because like if you didn't have Arsenal and you only have 4-5, I don't think you can get an Arsenal for 4-5. So yeah, probably planning ahead does make some good sense. Yeah, I like it. Uh, by the way, uh, quite a few people in the chat are saying that uh, Nock is Norwegian Krona, so fair play. Um, nice. um, I, I have to ask Sarah a question here. Ooh, go for it. So if you bought in a Brentford defender, yeah, who would you bench? Because this is why you get bench points. Because obviously they're at home to Luton. And your team looks good. Would you I mean, bench Son? Probably. I mean, if I had to, you'd probably maybe bench Trippier out of that team. This is this is why you get bench points. <laughs> just too many, too many players. You need to get Harlem back. And... Uh, for, for what it's worth, yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, I'm a firm believer that bench points aren't a bad thing. Yeah, you know, you feel a bit silly and and whatever, but you own them in your 15. You know, players that other people either wish they had might be trying to transfer to get. It's a sign of a good squad. It's the classic, you know, real life managers who I'm sure we all love to think we are, but aren't. It's the whole like, you know, oh, who are you going to pick this weekend? And it's it's a nice problem to have, right? You know, too many good options to to pick in your 11 is, is a good thing not a bad thing I, I used to agree with that until this weekend and I've, <laughs> yes. I've just changed my mind <laughs> I can't do it now I uh, mean maybe Seb's psychologically it could set a trap it could set a trap for you but but generally I think it's okay Seb's had to put up with this every week Rich has done it for one week he's like no no too rich for me <laughs> excuse me look at go back through my team not now excuse but me. have a have a look at I've had like 20 points several weeks all right and I haven't even right. got a backup goalkeeper god look at you two it's like a Pissing contest. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> a benching contest. Yeah, exactly. Um, just very quickly, Seb, I know we mentioned this on the members stream on Friday, but just talk to people in the chat now. We've got over 600 people in the chats. Thank you very much. Uh, make sure you like the stream for us as well. How are you getting Harlan back? Oh, I just mentioned. So, Salah. Oh, yeah, I guess more details. Yeah, thank you for the prompt. So, Salah to Palmer, Watkins to Harlan does it and leaves nearly 2 million in the bank as well. So, for example, if I wanted to go grab some. Chelsea players or what have you, other than Palmer, I could do that. The reason it would be Salah and not Son, based on this plan, is if you look at the fixtures, Salah will leave to go play for his national team in, uh, does it start, off the top of my head, it's like 13th of January or something. So let's say he plays the 
the last fixture was in 19 on like the 1st of January, that game week. And then he leaves. He won't be back, obviously, for the following in game week 20. That's sort of mid to late January. And up until then, I'll just grab it so I don't uh, I don't misremember. But his fixtures from 16, which is the week I would sell for Haaland. Obviously, I miss Crystal Palace away. That's but doesn't Son go to the Asia Cup? That's a good fixture. He gets 18, though, which is the important part. So... Okay. But Palace away for Salah, uh, 16, would be tough uh, to lose. But then Man United at home, Arsenal at home, uh, Burnley away, Newcastle at home, and then wouldn't get Bournemouth away. Chelsea, Arsenal after that as well. So still tougher fixtures for Liverpool. So I think, obviously, you know, you'd rather have all three. But if I need to lose someone to gain Haaland, I think doing Salah makes more sense than Son because Son is then my captaincy option in 18, especially if I'm selling Watkins, not Darwin, who is another captaincy option in 18, to get Haaland. Oh, like it. Right, Rich, talk us through your team. Talk us through any transfers you're thinking about making. I have so many questions for Seb, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for WhatsApp. Because <laughs> <laughs> be, for anyone who's got a similar team or has done a similar thing to me, obviously that's not something I have to decide on this week. So, right. you know, definitely chill. Let's see what happens. But I think that is probably my plan. And I guess the one good thing, to, the one thing you want to know about that plan is if I was doing Son, that pretty much eats that two million I said I would have and maybe a bit more. So then you need to be a little bit aware of your other transfers, of course. Go on, then, and Rich, talk us through my team. team, I've got, I don't think any of us have got any money in the bank. I've got no money in the bank. Um, I've got two free transfers and my team pretty much picks itself this week. So Ariola in goal, Gabriel and Saliba, home to Wolves, Charlie Taylor at the moment, but it's home to Sheffield United. So that seems like, I think it's one of the favourites for a clean sheet anyway. Yeah. And then my midfield, it's, I mean, it's been the same since wildcard. So Mbumo, Son, Saka, Palmer, Salah, and then Watkins and Haaland up front. And at the moment, I'm on Haaland captain. And I'm pretty confident I'll stick with Haaland captain there mm-hmm. um, after, after what's happened with Spurs in the last couple of weeks. And then once again, I'll be benching benching pedro i guess one benching dilemma is if i play livramento or taylor that would depend on what happens you know midweek in yeah. europe if i think livramento is going to play for example difficulty i've got is i've got no money in the bank and i've got two free transfers and honestly i think the best thing for me i don't mean to keep wishing injury on goalkeepers but if allison was out yeah i think i've got i can i, I mean i'll keep Ariola. i wouldn't go in you know but i can do strakosha um to Kelleher and then I've got a Liverpool defender well a Liverpool goalkeeper for for a few weeks and it I don't think it impacts me long term yeah um otherwise I'm struggling I I could actually burn a transfer if if you know if that option doesn't become available or I could change my backup goalkeeper so that I've got an extra spot for a Brentford defender uh sorry Brentford player when it comes to the double yeah, no, no, I'm enjoying your like goalkeeper revenge arc here, where you used to be in love and now now you're just wishing death and despair on all of them. I need doubles. I need doubles. <laughs> like last season we had loads of doubles, didn't we? So goalkeepers were in vogue, and we had we had good goalkeepers last year. I mean, sh- this week, what Ramsdale kept a clean sheet, but no one owns him. Yeah, and then Anana. <laughs> yeah, who's kept three in a row? He got uh, nine points. Yeah, yeah. I suppose um, Maguire wouldn't go to any Brentford defenders. Do you know what? Um, no, he wouldn't because I got him for 4.2. He's only 4.3 at yeah. the moment. And I mean, we we looked earlier, didn't we, at the fixture ticker. Man United are right in the middle, mm. but they've only got one fixture I'd want to play him in. But he's quite key. I think it's game week 16 they play Bournemouth. But that's when Arsenal have a bad fixture. So actually, Maguire, I don't really want him long term anymore. Yeah. He's done a great job, but he actually does cover quite well in 16. Yeah. And uh, he's pretty much dispensable, but there's 
where can he go? You know, he's, he's cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, yeah, what no, would I, you guys do if you had this? Because I'm honestly struggling. I mean, it's whether, it's whether you want to keep Pedro, I guess, because he's the first one I'm looking at and thinking I would maybe move him down and free up some funds to be able to move up someone else if I wanted to or free up, you know, if you wanted to get move Maguire up to a Brentford defender, something like that. Because I think with Livermento and Maguire there and Taylor... I'm wondering who you're even going to be able to move up at any point, unless you keep the Arsenal defenders for That's a bit longer thing. than you. But it's whether you move Pedro now, because it he, doesn't looking fl- forward, how much are you going to be playing Pedro anyway? I mean, I'll play him in 18. He does rotate with Palmer quite nice. There's a couple of fixtures coming up. Yeah. Um, also, it doesn't free up that much money, because, I mean, Wood's, what, 4.9? He's Pedro's 5.3. So I free up 0.4. Yeah. Um, if I go to Archer, yeah, I free up 0.7, which is quite a bit more. But I just feel so much better playing Pedro. That I think this weekend only confirmed that I, I don't particularly want Archer. Yeah. yeah. And I even thought if I don't go Pedro, maybe I'll just do it properly and go for like a Sula. Because hmm. um, yeah. people have been talking about Archer covering an 18. But like I talked about earlier, you could just sell Harlem for a week if I still got two free transfers and then and then buy him back. And I don't have to mess around with, you know, Archer. Yeah. So I never feel confident he's going to do anything That's unless it's a wonder goal. Or an I, I, goal Archer is literally just for minutes off the bench, right? That's his purpose. I don't think I don't think even with good fixtures, you're ever necessarily thinking, yes, I can start him. That's kind of an emergency option. I think he's minutes off the bench is the reason people where, want him. Yeah, whereas whereas Pedro, yes, it's really stressful, but if he you know, if he starts, I'm I'm feeling like something can happen. If he comes off the bench, you know, something can happen. People did intentionally play Archer this week against Bournemouth. People did. People expected him. Oh, shit. No, so, so what I mean is in like I think, but I think that was circumstantial. So I think I don't think anyone went. I will get Archer for Bournemouth. And, oh no. Yeah. It, if if like they a were free hitting, they wouldn't have Archer in there. In that's that a, free that, hit. That's a, that's a much better way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, moving on to my team. Uh, <laughs> only Rich knows about this. Uh, so I've made my two <laughs> the secret. transfers. Yeah. Uh, I've made. My I was going to take this to the grave. Oh, I know. I, I literally, Rich. <laughs> I, I messaged Rich and said. <laughs> I've made, my two, I've made my two transfers and I want to keep it quiet now for the week. And he was like, yep, yeah, good. He said, just make sure you send Seb uh, a screenshot of the one before. And I went, oh no, I forgot to take a screenshot. You and haven't I was like, fully told the truth here. You messaged that? me and Seb and said, "What do, should I do this move? Seb yeah. said no. I said yes. So, so then you messaged me privately. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, I don't think you need to stress about it. It was wait, wasn't it? Did, yeah. did the prices change? Did you have to make it? Yes, yeah, all three. Oh, there up. we go then. Yeah. Rich was right. So I said, I think, I said, I think you could wait because you have good substitutes if the prices change. Yeah. So I did. So last night I did uh, cash to Saliba, and I did Bowen to Mbumo. I still have Eze, but obviously I can play. I can play Maguire. Or I can play Taylor. I can, I can even play Archer if I wanted to. Uh, so that's absolutely fine. Eze will become Palmer next week, uh, and I've got the money to be able to do it as well. So I needed to make those moves, otherwise I would not have been able to afford Saliba and Mbumo this week. This was always what I wanted to do anyway. And obviously with Eze getting injured, that was obviously the thing that, that hurt me a little bit. But it is what it is. It's happened. It, I couldn't have lost Eze to get Mbumo in anyway. So I needed to do that move, if that makes sense. If Bowen comes back and kills it, then I've just absolutely ravaged my team somehow for the last two weeks. But... It, you know, like I said, it happens. I'm, I'm happy with the moves. I've just got to get really lucky now for the week that nothing happens. I don't think I've ever done two free transfers on a Sunday night. I've done one every now and again, but I've never done two free transfers. Uh, with I think, I think, I think it makes sense, well. mate. I think yeah. it makes sense. Like, yeah, we say generally wait, but the caveat is always unless your hand is forced. And 
your hand was forced. I so the the point I was making because obviously you wanted Saliba is I think Zinchenko and Gabriel are decent enough substitutes. Therefore, you could wait, risk a price move, and still get very very similar transfers yeah. if the prices did move against you. Whereas I think Rich, obviously I won't speak for Rich too much, but was more adamant that Saliba was a a significantly better pick than Gabriel and Zinchenko because of the minutes over Christmas. So if that's what you wanted, sounds like you did, mate. If you're messaging him privately, then fair enough. I think you made a good move. <laughs> I think part of the reason I I thought because. I had this thing last week where I went for Saliba early before the international break. Um, and obviously it was risky, but I had the exact same money. Um, and I was just, I, I was annoyed weeks before having Gabriel and obviously Arsenal kept a clean sheet and I didn't have that player. So I just thought if you're going to have one Arsenal defender, yeah, got to go for Saliba as your first one. Yeah. Because I... they look like banker clean sheets the next two weeks. They look like it and they are the best, you know, I, I'm looking at defence and just thinking there's so little defenders I want to pick from and, and my worst, not my worst nightmare, that's so melodramatic, but my thing was if I went for like a Zinchenko or a Gabriel and they didn't play on the weeks I needed them, I would just be like, why didn't I just get Saliba? And I, I and you know, it's, it's how I play FPL now most of the time is I, I do go for the players where it makes sense to go, yeah, but if I need them, are they going to be there when I want them? And obviously Saliba's there and look, I, I could. This could like really backfire, especially with Eze already injured as well. But I, I had to do it. And Boomer went up, Saliba went up, Bowen looks like he's going down. If I didn't do it that time, I would have been so priced out. I wouldn't have been able to do it at all. And I, I don't know what I would have done. I would have obviously gone Gabriel or Zinchenko, but I don't think I would have been happy about it. So, yeah, I could get really unlucky this week, and Saka could get injured or something like that. But we'll see what happens. Well, um, even if it happens, you've got bench players, right? So unless yeah. unless they're out for weeks and weeks, it wouldn't even be that bad. Yeah, and they're not awful bench players. Like they're bench players that are playing, and I can play. And two of them have quite nice fixtures. They're playing against each other, but they've got quite nice fixtures. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, what's funny is I think in some other weeks you could consider the hit as a to Palmer, but I feel like there's so few moves. Once you've got this attacking lineup, as in the front seven or front eight, if you include Archer, yeah. you're not going to change it. No, and the only way I do a hit is if all of a sudden Palmer was the same price as Eze and was maybe going up 0.1. And then I couldn't do that move moving forward because obviously that's the move I want to do. So if that became a thing, I'd be a bit like, oh dear. But we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, because you've got not much wiggle room. A bit like a bit like I've got where who are you going to downgrade? Now, once Palmer's in, yeah. what that's are you going to do then? No, that's it. That's, that's my team then. You might the bring in Shula. Yeah. I, 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 I see you're new to FPL. Oh, my team will be set. It'll be so glorious. Yeah. I'll burn transfers, said no one ever. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell's <laughs> in there. That's all I need. Uh, right. Let's do a little bit of a Q&A now then. So uh, we've got over 600 people in the chat. Uh, just almost 100 likes. Let's try and get to 100 likes. That'd be quite nice. Uh, chuck us in your questions. We'll answer as many as possible in the next three minutes. Uh, and Rich and Seb are absolute experts at answering really quickly now. Uh, mainly because I cut them off if they're taking too long. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, let's have a look. Uh, Sergey says, Son to Mbumo this week, Gehi to Trippier next week. Does that sound good? So would you lose Son to get Mbumo and would you lose Gehi to get Trippier next week? What do you think, Seb? I don't really like either of those transfers. Maybe I'm being blind to what a team could look like with that, but bringing Trippier in now maybe feels a little late. Losing Son... Or Mbumo, there must be a better way to get Mbumo. Yeah. Rich? Yeah, I don't really like it. Because, I mean, Trippier would be bought in for Everton away, then Spurs away. Then it's Fulham at home, to be fair. Mm. No. Oh, there must be another route to Mbumo. Yeah. Must uh, be. Rich, TI says, what are your thoughts on Toffolo? 
I'd ask Mark Southerns. <laughs> I, I honestly, honestly, I, I'm yeah. not tempted. I'm not no. tempted at all. Seb, what well, I said. Yeah, uh, I will reiterate what he said on late tackle on Friday. Is that with Chris Wood playing up front? And the fact he's so good from set pieces and from crosses, it looks like they're trying to get the ball to him as quickly as possible. And Toffolo's the best crosser in the box, so uh, best crosser in their squad. So he could be a good asset. He's obviously done quite well already this season. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, I need to stop saying we'll see what happens. Uh, I've said it a few times. The pictures aren't that good, are they? I mean, this they, is a home to Everton, much improved got, Everton. He put up nearly three xG against United. Then it's two away games, then Spurs at home. Yeah. Yeah, they had their nice game this week as well, didn't they? Against Brentford and uh, against Brighton, and that went very wrong. Cager uh, says uh, thoughts on Colwell versus Mikalenko. Mikalenko hit the crossbar again this week. Uh, Seb, what are your yeah. thoughts on Colwell versus Jamie Dallow and Maguire owners? <laughs> I mean, I guess the main thing there is Colwell, right? If Colwell was nailed every week, probably wouldn't be a question. One of you two might know more than me on this. So he's been out the squad, out the side a couple of weeks. Cucurella we played, a- yeah. Yeah, but do we know if there's like a reason for that that can help us predict? Or is he just not as nailed as we may have thought? So he was injured. He missed Mm. a game through injury. Kukurea played. They got good results. This is from what Chelsea fans have been telling me. And then people expected Colwell to come straight back in. He didn't. Kukurea started. Colwell wasn't at centre-back. So it seems very up in the air now. Like, Baddy Ashiel's back. maybe, Maybe that's the sort of, maybe that's the big one. Maybe we need at least one more week's worth of information to see if Cole is going to get that place back because the thing you need there is you need your assured starts from that Chelsea defender. Yeah, and I, like getting assured starts from Chelsea defenders just seems like so hard to predict. Like that, um, De Sassi's been playing lots and then he got benched this week as well. Like, I, I just think it's Thiago really... Silva was the oldest ever Chelsea player, yeah. outfield player. Like, I think he's nearly yeah. 40. Yeah, yeah. There's this really attacking right wing back. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, here we go. Uh, it just adds weight to it, doesn't it? Why gamble on Colwell's minutes where you can just get James for, what is he, 0.8 more? Maybe yeah. 0.7 more by the time he you drops think, at some point. It's like a gambling ladder. You think you like gambling? Well, I've got a Reese James to sell you, my friend. <laughs> Florin Sandu says, do we double up on Brentford attack? What do you think, Rich? I mean, it's ahead of a blank, isn't it? Hmm. Possibly not. I mean, I guess a lot of people, there's, there are a few people out there with two transfers and don't know what to do. But then striker wise, I'd rather have like Darwin, Watkins, than Wisser, for example. Yeah. So, no, I think Mbumo is the attack at the moment until Tony's back or not back or sold. Which is January for the record, which is 20 yeah. years. And then Mbumo's off for a little bit. Uh, Paul Catnip says, What happened to over or under? It's had a bit of a rest this week. The person that does the graphics are given a little bit of a rest, and it's just been a busy day for all three of us. So we've, uh, I, I uh, um, didn't do it unfortunately, but we will have it back again next there week. There was a key clue, Andy, in your team that made me think you're not happy with FPL at the moment, and it's the fact you you left the vice captain on Son. Yeah. It looked like a half-assed kind of team. Yeah, you, know, you see what I mean. Like when you've had a good week, you spend ages setting it all up nicely, oh. and you just switch. Wait, the don't captain. you do it? <laughs> don't don't you do it before the week's even you know no, when the best time of the week is when it refreshes and you get to set your team for next week it's, it's before this one's even happened that's it's, the, it's, it's 100% right possible. Rich like I literally yeah. even streaming tonight I was like you know when you've had a bad week and you're like oh I've now got to talk about the bad week <laughs> and it was I know you well uh, watch yeah. when Andy has a green arrow next week it'll all be perfectly set up colour coded like colour coordinated the voice will be set on I got I got a lovely in the intro I prefer this Andy yeah I know 
I know. <laughs> so I just swallowed one of my eyelashes. Uh, right. Um, and last question from. <laughs> As you Je- do. Sorry, I was literally sat here on stream like how? this. Uh, um, Ger- how? Uh, yeah, I have how? no idea. I've got no idea. <laughs> um, and last one from Gerald Stapleton says, what do we, uh, sorry, what about Luke Shaw, Seb? Uh, yeah, to be fair, if we were looking at Man United defenders and if Shaw's fit and available, probably the best option. But I think I spoke about selling Dallow earlier, right? The fixtures are a little tougher. I don't think you need to be bringing in a Man United defender and you won't already own him. Yeah. Rich? No, definitely not. I think I think it's actually the time. We've had our three clean sheets from Man United defenders and I think unless you're going to rotate them into 16, I think we're going to start seeing them leave our teams. Yeah. It was great seeing him back though. I will say that. Like he's he's so much better than Odethels. We've had it left back. I know Dallow's played left back a few times, but obviously he's so much better on the right. Region's obviously not been the one, but Shaw being back, he's he's looked a, you know, even just it when he played at the weekend, he looks a lot better. Um right, thank you so much for the people that have been watching tonight. Like I said, we peaked at about six hundred people, which is good for when you think the blockbuster Wolves versus uh, um Fulham fixture oh, was on. It's two one now, William. Is it? Oh, um, oh there you go. Uh, so, Rich, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't really know what to say then. No, I know. Usually I say, yeah. have you enjoyed your evening? You enjoyed it, mate? I was going to say, yes. Yes, I have. Good man. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> you you thought I was going to say it and then I didn't and you got a blank then. Uh, I, was, no, I was checking um, who else was on the pitch for Fulham at the time. Yeah. Uh, Seb, hope That's you enjoyed yourself, buddy. Because Pereira's on the pitch. Rich is just carrying on. Sorry. Seb, Rich, you enjoyed yourself? Leave it to live commentary. Yeah. Yeah. I have, thank you. I have that very much. Thank you very much. Good. Uh, and chat, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, uh, make sure you go back to the beginning of the stream if you want to have a look at the uh, the offer that Scout are doing at the moment. I will put it on the screen one last time for you as well. Uh, there it is, Black Friday deal. Uh, if you sign up, you get a free gift. You might as well sign up and get a free gift. And then in seven days, you can just stop if you don't want to. Or if you really like the stream that me and Seb do on a Friday, you can keep it being a member, can't you? Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure you join us because, uh, you know, being a member is awesome. Right. Thank you so much. And we will see you all next week. Bye bye.